Welcome. This is Tom Shanklin, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Susan. Yeah. 50 years. 50 years we've been married. Amazing. <laughs> we started out a little rough, but uh, then we found Jesus, and he's helped us along the way, and we've had a really blessed marriage. We're really pleased, I think. She's especially pleased with me, uh, and I'm pleased with her, and we're happy. Today we're going to talk about overcoming the spirit of strife. And you know, we're living in a time when there's uh, great divisions, great turmoil, great strife in our nation, uh, in families, in the government, in many areas, Susan. Do you know, though, strife has been around forever. It's not new, is it? It's not new. Uh, you know, during Jesus' time, there was strife. There was strife among his disciples. Oh, right. who's 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 going to sit next to Jesus? You know, who is the greatest in the kingdom? And yeah, you know, oh, you know, there's always uh, battles in the flesh, yeah. but we can overcome them by the love of Jesus. And can I just say something else? Absolutely. <laughs> the noise that you hear in our videos is our windmill turning. So. Yeah, Just to let you know. Part of the ambiance. You, you, know, <laughs> yes. you get extra benefits here. Praise God. Well, it's interesting, you know, you talked about uh, the disciples, because that's what we're going to talk about today. Is Oh, he never lets me know. One of the, uh, a story uh, from Luke chapter 9 about the disciples' reaction to a certain situation. Oh, I must be really spiritual. You're in the spirit, Susan. And we're going to be reading in uh, Luke chapter 9. If you want to st stop your video and, and grab your Bible, that's great. And we'd love to... We're going to minister the Word of God. That's where the answer is. You know, people are looking for answers a lot of different places. But I'm convinced God has given us the answer in His Word. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 9, and we'll read verses 51 through 56. It says, When the time came for Him to be received up, that is Jesus... He was steadfastly set to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him. And they went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make things ready for him. But they did not receive him. Because he was set to go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as uh, Elijah did? Yes! <laughs> but he turned and rebuked them and said, You do not know what kind of spirit you are of. Yeah. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Hallelujah. And they went to another village. Jesus set them straight. <laughs> they thought, well, here's what we need to do. We need to call down fire on these uh, heathens here. <laughs> and... Uh, it's a very interesting story, and I researched it a little bit, and I, I actually got some light that I didn't have before about this particular story. Because, you know, the Samaritans were um, of a mixed race. They were part Jewish, but they had other races mixed in. They also had uh, a mixed religion. They had some of the Jewish religion, but they didn't have the complete revelation. You know, they focused actually on the, the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, but they didn't, they rejected the, the uh, as I understand, the, the prophets. And they had an incomplete revelation in that sense. 
We all but, have an incomplete revelation. Yeah, we're all still working on it. That's I'm, right. I'm still working on it. And they were looked down upon by the Jews. Uh, but we see that Jesus, of course, in this story, he, wanted, he, he sent his advertising committee into the town to let them know he was coming because he wanted to minister to these people. You know, Jesus came actually to die for the whole world. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he, was, he was born in that Jewish nation, which was very offsetting to all so-called Gentiles, non-Jews. But he came with a love for the whole world. He also, we see in John chapter 4, he ministered to uh, a woman in a Samaritan village and she received him. She received the truth of the Messiah. So Jesus loved these people and he wanted to minister to them, but he was on his way to, to Jerusalem uh, for an important task, which was to die for the sins of the world. And of course, well, they didn't know that. Task. What's that? That's an important task. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thought I, I was thinking about this, how they, they misunderstood him. You know, he's coming into town to minister to them, you know, but his focus was, was on where he was going because obviously he was going to lay down his life. He knew he was going to be crucified and sacrificed for the sins of the world. So he did have that vision towards Jerusalem. Well, they saw it as a put down because you know, oh, here comes this preacher, you know, he's going to Jerusalem, but he's going to fit us in. And they, so they rejected him and said, no, we don't, you know, we don't need your preaching, you know. And uh, so the disciples, of course, reacted to their um, reaction. You see, they, they were under really a spirit of rejection. And a lot of times a spirit of strife comes out of a spirit of rejection. When people are feel put down, rejected, when they have that in their spirit, well, then they, they have that tendency to, to you know, blast off and, and become angry and, and, and also, you know, turn around and, and reject. And, of course, the source of this is, is pride. And the source of the disciples' reaction... Was the devil. ...is also pride. I mean, <laughs> how can they, you know, this is Jesus coming to town. What are you guys doing here, you know? At rejecting Jesus, you know, we're gonna call down fire, and so you're kind of animated today. Am I? Mm. You like that? Well, sorry. That's of. usually my part. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. Uh, it's rubbing off, I guess. Fifty years. So, the disciples said to Jesus, "Lord, should we call down fire on them like Elijah did?" They're going. They, kind of going back into the scriptures to come up with a to pro to, to <laughs> proof make it text. okay yeah get an okay for their attitude and Jesus says you don't know what spirit you're of all right uh, I didn't come to destroy men's lives but to save them and, and this is a, a question I think we need to ask of ourselves what spirit are we of you know we may have been born again we may have accepted Christ we may have turned our lives over to the Lord, but we need to watch our attitudes. Oh, hmm. We need to Me. see what, you know, what spirit are we operating in? Mm -hmm. And so we're talking today about ho how to overcome the spirit of strife. Well, you don't overcome the spirit of strife with more strife. Got I a, need help a, here. A cur there, just went away. All right. You don't fight fire with fire because when you fight fire with fire, you get more fire. 
In Proverbs it says, a soft answer turns away wrath. And this is what we need to temper our attitudes and temper our speech with the love of God and realize that what we say and what we do uh, has, a, has an effect and, ha and has a reaction. You know, the other day I was uh, in a, a store and I accidentally slipped my uh, credit card, you know, uh, what you sign, your receipt that you're supposed to sign and hand back to them. Well, I took it and I put it in my bag because I was trying to be helpful. And the clerk yelled at me. <laughs> Not once, but twice. Very loudly. Very loudly. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. And uh, I just kept my attitude. I was very proud of myself, actually. Praise the Lord. But, you know, and uh, I just, I, I, I prayed for her afterwards. You know, who knows what they're going through? You know, uh, but I didn't react, and I thanked her um, for taking care of me. So I think we have to, we have to put, flip on our chooser switch to how we're going to act, you know. You know, you, we have a choice in this matter how we're going to react. And I continually have to flip my switch on to uh, not react uh, in the wrong way, but react in love. Uh, but it's our choice how we're going to react. Well, I think personally that this is the great challenge of the Christian life right here. What we're talking about, walking in love. We're called to walk in love. You know, Jesus says, they will know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. You know, and we can't go around trying to flip somebody else's switch on. Right. We're just, we're just supposed to take care of our own switch. We can't control everybody else's switch. Oh man, I have found that out. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Well, I want to share another portion of scripture we're having you know kind of a bible study today because i really believe the answer to this question is in the word of god and i want to go to some of uh, paul's teachings in the uh, book of romans chapter 12 and the 17th verse he says repay no one evil for evil mm. commend that which is honest in the sight of all men if it is possible as much as it depends on you live peaceably with all men. That's what you were just talking about. We have to control our own chooser. We can't control how someone else is going to act or react. Uh, although, I mean, I think we can be an influence on their behavior by being good, by exuding love, but we can't always control. No. But we can, you know, allow the Spirit of God to have His way in our own hearts. You know, when I was a nurse and a nurse, I worked in nursing homes mainly, and the people that I sought after were the real crabby ones. Yeah, <laughs> the challenges. <laughs> and man, I just it's fun I to just, sweeten them up, huh? Yeah, and you know, it it, it usually worked, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I think we can be an influence, and we can. We can turn that switch on and leave it on. Maybe tape it down with some duct tape or there something. There you go. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to God's wrath. 
For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Mm. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. Mm. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We're talking about overcoming the spirit of strife. You know, we see this in the Congress. It's just, you know, they're name-calling in the government. They're calling one another's names. They're, they're dreaming up stories or pulling anything out of the past of different ones just to attack them. And then the other one turns around and attacks the other. And it's just a, it's just a battle. It's just a war. But the Bible said that we overcome evil with good. Amen. Sometimes you have to bite your tongue. Yeah. Well, that's one thing about the story that we read, too, that I wanted to mention about when Jesus was in that uh, Samaritan village, you know, and the disciples wanted to call down fire. And he says, you don't know what spirit you're of and so forth. And then it says, and they went to another village. I know. I, I noticed that today, yeah. too. Yeah. So Jesus didn't say, hey, guys, you got me all wrong here. You know, I, I'm really on your side. You know, I'm just about to go die for your sins at, at Calvary, you know. Um, you know, no, he just knew it wasn't time to talk to them. They were not going to receive what he had to say, you know, just love them and move on. And that's sometimes that's what we need to do, you know. And, and if we do say something out of the wrong spirit, you know, or out of a lack of wisdom, actually it can close the door tighter than before. Well, the next time I go to that particular store, I know she's going to be there. And she's going to get a high. Yeah. But I say hi to her all the time anyway. Yeah. I'm very friendly. I'm, I'm kind of one of those people that talk yeah. to everybody. Yeah. Well, love never fails, the Bible says. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'll have to give you a report next time. Yeah, we're on the victory path. Now, I want to talk about Jesus' teaching. That's a wren. On Matthew 5. Yeah, we've got the birds around here. You know, we moved here, there was hardly any birds. But now there's all kinds of birds. We've got bird baths and we feed them sometimes. And... <laughs> I forgot today. Huh? I forgot today. Yeah, but it's nice. Oh, they were eating my strawberries. Matthew chapter that's five. Why I didn't feed them. Yeah, they're eating the straw. That's, that's not allowed. Uh, Matthew five. And we're going to begin in verse 43 through 48. And I'm in John. That's not going to work too good. Matthew 5. And we're going to talk about loving your enemies. Matthew 5, 43. Love for your enemies. You have heard that it was said you will love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless Excuse those me. who curse you, do good to those who hate you, mm. and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and the good, yeah. and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore be perfect, even as your Father who is in heaven 
is perfect. You know, the, the Bible said, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and the one fellow came and said, who's my neighbor? And Jesus gave that story about the, the Good Samaritan. Who is your neighbor? Who are we to love? Everybody. Everybody. Everybody's Amen. your neighbor. It's easy to love the people that love you, the people that are nice to you. But the challenge of the Christian life is to love those who hate you. Now I think about Booker T. Washington. I always remember. I hope I can quote him correctly. But he said, I will not allow anyone to rob me of my dignity by causing them by causing me to hate them. Now that's a good that's attitude. That's a good word. That's a good word. And so we are going to face persecution, whether you like it or not. I know we're fighting to, to stop it here in America. We don't want the persecution to come, but persecution will come. As the end times come, there will be persecution, and we're going to need to learn to love our enemies. You know, Jesus... Might loved... as well start in your own backyard. Yeah, they all have to start loving me. Aww. <laughs> you know, Jesus went to the cross... And he prayed for those who hung him there. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know, this is called following Jesus. Following Jesus is to be like him. And when we love, we're like Jesus. When we forgive, we're being like Jesus. And that's how the perfection of God works in us as we yield ourselves to his spirit. You know, I know there's been a lot of wrong things done in the name of Christ, mm -hmm. but I don't believe there's ever been anything done wrong in the Spirit of Christ. When we walk in the Spirit of Christ, we walk in love. And that's what God is calling you and I to do. Amen. Love our enemies. Love your neighbor as yourself. Pray for those that despitefully use you. That's one of the that's one of the best tools, too, to overcome. If you have bitterness and you have mm -hmm. unforgiveness towards somebody and, and you know it's wrong, start praying for that person. Start you know, releasing God's love. Uh, for myself, you know, you know how you get a little, you start getting a little thought, and but you know kind of where that thought's going to go when I'm thinking about uh, somebody that you're, you know, you know, and you just got to flip that switch right away don't don't let it grow into a big tree in your mind you know just yeah. say oh bless them lord and just think about 10 different ways that you could bless them yeah. financially physically and and monetary you know just just pour out a blessing you know and that just it just it's like giving your your heart a a, a shower yeah <laughs> Well, Jesus said, this is my commandment that you love one another, that your joy may be full. Yeah. So if we allow that bitterness to come in our heart, it, it steals our joy. But if we manifest the opposite spirit, you know, which is what we're talking about, overcoming the spirit of strife, if we manifest that opposite spirit, then we retain our joy. And like you said, it's like giving your heart a shower. Um, so there's a way to live in Christ's love. Are you done? <laughs> I thought you I thought you poked me. Oh. Did you have something to say? No, I was no? just defending okay. myself from bugs. All right. We're out in my in my side flower garden. The flowers are over there though. More so than back there. 
Let's talk just a minute about the tongue. Oh, oh, I think we should end. <laughs> Don't want to talk about the tongue. I encourage you after this, this <laughs> video is over, open your Bible and read James chapter 3. It talks about the tongue. And, and uh, I'll read a verse or two, but it said in verse 6, The tongue is a fire and a world of evil. The tongue among the parts of the body defiling the whole body and setting the course of nature on fire and is set on fire by hell. And remember I said in the beginning, the way to fight fire is not with fire. It just creates more fire. And so we need to learn to, you know, tame our tongue by the power of the Holy Spirit. That really, that's the only way that we can do that. Um, there's another verse in here I love, but in the 13th verse it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show his works by his good life and meekness of wisdom. You know, if you're wise, have, have that wisdom come out with meekness. Have a tenderness about the things uh, that you say and the way that you live and the way that you conduct yourself. Don't be a phony. Yeah. People can tell when you're being a phony. Yeah. So we can stir up strife by our words. The Bible said hatred stirs up strife, but love covers a multitude of sins. And Yeah, I was just looking at I had some scriptures from Proverbs. I guess I've I've quoted them all. But as we're finishing up here, now let's just talk about how can we do this? Because actually, you know, as I said, it's the great quest, it's the great challenge of the Christian life, and it actually is very difficult. And the only way that we can do it, really, is by the Spirit of Christ. It gets easier once you get going on if it, If you though. get in the habit, right? Yeah, if you get in the habit. It's kind of like a, a diet for your tongue. Boy, yeah. that doesn't make sense, but kind of like sticking to a diet oh boy yeah. that's a wild analogy no, I think it's good take a, a fast take a fast of, of evil words oh for an hour <laughs> for an <laughs> for hour a, and then you know make it two hours and then yeah. make it a like a diet yeah you know and you know Healthy practice diet practice the presence of God because you know if you're born again when you accept Jesus Christ he comes into your heart he comes into your life and the Bible said the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit and I think of the scripture too in 1st John 4 4 it says you are of God little children and have overcome them because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world It's talking about evil spirits in the world and the spirit of strife is an evil spirit mm -hmm. it comes from the devil it's the devil that's tearing society apart, families apart. Uh, you know, it, he's the one that's behind this. How do we overcome him? By that spirit of Christ in us. Yeah. You know, as when you were talking about that, sometimes when we're, we're out with other people, uh, we have a tendency to kind of pick up that spirit of strife and then bring it back into our, our house. You know, sometimes uh, at work, you know, everything is... Uh, turned upside down and we have a tendency to bring that back into our house well leave it at work you know well I think one thing is we have to have discernment right because don't you know, take it to church either yeah because you know sometimes things can sound just so right 
and you know what they're doing, you know what those Muslims are doing, and you know what uh, these people in this other denomination are doing, you know, and you get this, get riled up about what they are doing, you know, and we've got to do, we've got to stand up, you know, and, and what you do, you end up getting in the wrong spirit. And I'm not saying we don't ever speak out against evil or against something that's wrong or tell someone if they've been doing this wrong, you know, yeah, we need to do that. But the Bible said we're to speak the truth in love. Truth, truth, truth. Yeah. Truth. And, you know, you know, you... you know where the truth comes from, though. Isn't it? Doesn't come from uh, the from the bestseller list or yeah. the new magazine article or or something we saw on TV. The truth comes from the word. If it ain't in there. Don't put it in here, and don't put it in here. Well, do you think that might be one of the reasons why a lot of Christians are having trouble walking in the Spirit, walking in love, is they're not feeding on the Word of God enough. They're mm -hmm. feeding on too much worldly information. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of deception out there, a lot of people that want to use us for their own evil ends and, and to pull, them into the, pull us into their camp. And we've got to be wise and have discernment of that. Yes. Okay, where were you going to go? Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. And what does it say? It says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you, you shall not, not fulfill, fulfill the lust, lust of, of the, the flesh. flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. See, <laughs> when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes into your heart. You know, in the mornings, we, we pray that we'll be led by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, we start our mornings like that. It doesn't always, um, we don't always uh, are 100% successful, at least, but at least we're trying. Well, I think that consistency, I've found that's been such a blessing, you know, just to have that time together in prayer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you say, sometimes it's like fireworks. It's great. I mean, the Holy Spirit's moving. And sometimes it's just... It's work. It's more of a discipline. Yeah. It's a diet. But we're always going before the Lord and yeah. asking Him yeah. to help There's us. There's no condemnation. That's it. For those that are walking after the Spirit, there's yeah. no condemnation. You gotta, you gotta fight again. Uh, you know, put down those spirits of condemnation that are condemning you, that you're not good, and uh, that you're not following the Lord. You gotta pull those those condemning spirits down and That's put true. them under the blood of Jesus. Resist the devil, and he shall flee. But don't let the devil condemn you uh, for trying to follow after God yeah don't let don't let the devil uh, deceive you uh, just put those condemning spirits under the blood of Jesus and I and um, I, I, I hope people have ears to hear that well and that's what the scripture said he said there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus that's a, the born-again believer who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit yeah, yeah. If you're if you're trying to walk after the spirit and the devil says, "Hey, you're no good," you know, look what yeah. you did. To say, "I bind you, devil," and and I just resist those spirits of condemnation in the name of Jesus. That's good.
a condemnation does not come from the Lord because the Lord always gives us a way of escape and a way forward. He does convict us by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And we thank God for that. But then the devil comes along and he'll just push it a little further, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, good, rotten sinner, there's no hope for you. And yeah, that, look, is, a, you, that you, is an evil spirit. You missed spirit. it again and What's again. Yeah. You missed yeah. it again. Yeah, just heap, heaping condemnation yeah. on no, you. No, that's not from God. And uh, fear. Hmm. And I tell you what, perfect love Guess casts out all fear. Yeah. So we're really talking about the love of God today. And how do you overcome the spirit of strife with the love of God? And I tell you what, Jesus loves you. Our Father loves you. He sent mm -hmm. his son to die for you. Even though you weren't right, he made uh, a, an atonement for you on the cross so you could have the forgiveness of sins. And if you never accepted him into your heart as Lord and Savior, I invite you to do that today. Today. Pray these words from your heart. Say, Dear Father. Mm-hmm. I thank you for Jesus Christ. I thank you for Jesus Christ. I believe he died for me. I believe he died for me. I believe you love me. I believe you love me. So much you sent him. So much you sent him. To die for me. To die for me. I believe he died for me. I believe he died for I me. I believe he rose again. I believe he rose again. And I give my heart to Jesus. And I give my heart to Jesus. To let him be Lord of my life. To be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For making me a person of love. Making me a person of love. To love you. To love you. To love people. To love people. And to bring forth your blessing in the earth. To bring forth your blessing in the earth. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah! And we love you folks. Thanks so much. God bless you. Have a great week. And we will talk to you later. Bye.